Well, it's very good to see you all this morning. As you all know by now, hopefully the theme we're looking at this morning is freedom. I've got a question, another question to ask you in case you thought all the questions are over by now. Um, we'll do hands up, hands on your heads as well. Um, do you think freedom, question coming up on the screen, is always a good thing? Do you think freedom is always a good thing? If you think yes, put your hand up. If you put no, um, hands on your head. How about that? We can't have any on the fence. A <laughs> um, bit of a mixture and uh, quite a lot on the fence by the looks of it. Um, is freedom always a good thing? Well, let's, let's think about this. Uh, one of the reasons why the Magna Carta was uh, written was that the king at the time, King John, as we know, now know, um, was free. He was free to do whatever he wanted. If he wanted to, he could throw people in jail. He could take away their land. Um, as we heard earlier, he could just put higher taxes on people and, and fund his wars. And so the Magna Carta stated that the king had to comply with the law like everybody else had to. So that sort of freedom is actually not a good freedom, is it? Now, the church, on the other hand, was free to serve and to worship God and to serve others, which is a good sort of freedom. And the key verse, which we had right at the beginning of the, uh, the uh, service, uh, is this one from Galatians 5. I'd like you to remember this morning. My friends, you are chosen to be free, so don't use your freedom as an excuse to do anything you want, but use it as an opportunity to serve, to serve each other with love, it goes on to say. So whether freedom is a good thing depends on how you're going to use it. And now we're looking this morning at a story about Paul and Silas. It was brilliantly acted out earlier on from, from the guys here. And we're going to have another look at that story. If you've got a Bible handy, it's from Acts 16, so you might want to refer to it. And the first thing we saw in that story was that Paul and Silas used their freedom to free a slave girl. They did a good thing. There was a slave girl who had an evil spirit, who was used by her owners to make money for them because she was able to predict the future. Quite a useful thing to be able to do. But she's poor, she's exploited, she's oppressed spiritually and economically. She has human masters, she has spiritual masters. She's a slave. Now Paul, it says, got upset with her, probably also had a bit of compassion on her, I think. Um, and as he cast out the spirit... He was freeing her. He was freeing her from her spiritual slavery and also from her human masters as well. Because once the spirit had gone, she was no use to these guys anymore, so she was free to go. And a lot of people who are still slaves today, maybe not the slaves as we think of slaves, but people who are under the control of others, maybe other people, maybe under the control of drugs, maybe under the control of, of debt. Um, it's good to think of us, how can we help those people who have nobody else who can help them? What happened to Paul and Silas? Because um, what happened was the slave owners lost their chance of making money. Uh, they're angry. They, they seize Paul and Silas. They throw them into, to, well, they don't throw them just yet into prison. They throw them before into the marketplace. and uh, They take them to the authorities. And two unjust things happen here. And we're thinking Magna Carta, we're thinking freedom, justice. Two very unjust things happened here, didn't they? First of all, the slave owners made a false accusation against them. 
And secondly, the magistrates, remember that judge standing up there? He didn't give them a fair trial, did he? Did he hear the evidence and sort of decide what was right in this situation? No, he ordered them to be flogged and thrown into to prison. And I wonder if you've ever been in that situation yourselves. Maybe you've been punished for something you didn't do. Or maybe you did something and nobody really listened to your side of things. You weren't able to explain. How did that make you feel? How do you think Paul and Silas felt in this situation? Probably pretty miserable. Um, What would you be doing? What would they be doing? Would they be complaining, saying, oh, it's just not fair? Who do these people think they are? You know, this is meant to be a country of justice. But they don't, do they? Do you remember what they did when it was acted out? First of all, they prayed, and they sang hymns to God. That's a bit, bit weird, isn't it, in many ways? Why were they able to do that? We come on to our next slide. And this is why, because although Paul and Silas lost their physical freedom, they're now in prison, they're in chains, they still have true freedom. They are free from from worry because they know that God is in charge of this situation. They don't know how long they'll be in prison for. It could be weeks, it could be months, it could be years. They may never be released from prison. They don't know if they will ever come out alive. But they trust God. There are many Christians today who have just prayed for some, haven't we, who are in the same situation. They live in countries where they, they don't have freedom to worship, so they worship in secret. They may be put in prison at any time. They may lose their lives at any time just because they're Christians. And yet, they're still in a better position than many other people because they know Jesus and Jesus is with them. Paul and Silas are praying, um, maybe for their release, maybe for strength to endure what they're they're going through. And they're singing hymns to God. They're praising God for all he's done for them, even in their situation. They're not complaining about their problems. They're praising God for what he's done for them. And if that's not amazing enough, then there's an even bigger surprise coming along, isn't there? There's a huge earthquake that shakes the foundations of the prison. Do you remember the earthquake recently in Nepal? Last week we had Elizabeth uh, tell us about what that was like. She was there when it happened. Uh, She told us about how she had to get out of a building. There was stuff behind her falling down on the ground. Um, The bike she'd lent propped up against the wall was covered in rubble. Her life was spared. God protected her in that situation. Well, here what happens is the doors fly open. Everybody's chains come loose and they're probably thinking, great, let's make a run for it while we can. We probably won't get a fair trial anyway. They've already treated us unjustly. Let's just get out of here. But no, what happens? They they stay, don't they? They stay. Why do they stay in prison when they could get out? Well, because they want to use their freedom as an opportunity to serve others. Come on to the next slide. Paul and Silas, it says, they use their freedom to free a prison officer. Now, that doesn't make sense, you think. Well, surely the prison officer doesn't need freeing. He is already free. Well, if you've got the Bible, look at what it says um, in verse 23 of chapter 16. 
After Paul and Silas had been badly beaten, they were put in jail, and the jailer was told to guard them, guard them carefully. The jailer or prison officer did as he was told. He put them deep inside the jail, chained their feet to heavy blocks of wood. A prisoner's are his responsibility. And what matters most for him is his honor, that they don't escape. If they do escape while he's on duty, there'll be huge shame for him. He might even lose his life. So he's about to do the only thing he can think of which will cover up his shame. Have a look what it says in verse 27. When the jailer woke up and saw that the doors were open, he thought that the prisoners had escaped. He pulled out his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul shouts out, don't harm yourself, no one has escaped. The jailer's thinking, what? Surely they've all made a run for it. He grabs lights, he or a torch, as we see here. He comes, uh, he rushes in, and he falls trembling before Paul and Silas. This is something incredible. You don't just remain in prison when you've got a chance of getting out, especially when you've been flogged and treated unjustly. And so his immediate question, remember what that question was that he asked of Paul and Silas? What must I do to be saved? He has seen the freedom that they have from knowing Jesus. The fact that they would rather remain prisoners than let the prison officer kill himself. And so he says, well, how can I have some of that, what you've got? I want that as well. What must I do to be saved? And the simple answer comes back, have faith in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. Believe in him. It's not about what you must do. There's not a long list of things for you to be saved. Simply believe in Jesus. Trust in him. He was the one who was prepared to take away our shame by taking the shame himself. And whatever we've done, he will take that away. And he fills our hearts with gratitude. And so we want to go and do good for others. Paul and Silas wanted to serve the prison officer and free him. We want to use the freedom we have to serve others. Now, what's the effect on the prison officer? He's a changed man, isn't he? Look at what he does, what it says. He, he, He takes them to a place where he can wash their cuts and bruises... And he and his his family are so affected by this that they're immediately baptized, which is what we do when people put their faith in Jesus in this church. And we're going to be doing that in a couple of weeks' time. And afterwards, he takes them home, he gives them something to eat, and it says he's full of joy. Now, of course, there's a possibility for Paul and Silas to still remain in prison. It's possible the prison officer will get in trouble for what he did. But none of them, Paul, Silas, the prison officer, none of them now is afraid of what might happen because they put their trust in God. And in actual fact, what does happen the following morning, as we saw acted out, is that the officials send some police with orders to let the jailer, to, to make the jailer let Paul and Silas go. And it's interesting, isn't it, that actually at that point, Paul says, we're Roman citizens, we've been treated unjustly here. And now it's the officials, remember, who are worried, they're anxious, um, something might happen to them, so they try and get them out of the city quickly, don't make a fuss. They don't want to get into trouble. And you see just how much the situation has changed. 
So as we uh, finish, and let me just sum up, and thank you for, for listening very well, guys. Freedom is a great thing. We're celebrating that today with the anniversary of Magna Carta. But only when used wisely to serve others. And the greatest freedom we can have is the freedom we have when we believe in Jesus because he frees us from worry, from guilt, and from shame. And I hope too, you too will enjoy that sense of freedom which many of us here already enjoy and which we've been worshipping and praising God for this morning.